Howdy and welcome to the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm Jerry Snyder. As an elite level athlete, owner of All In Health and Wellness, and author of the book Confidence Through Health, my goal is to help you achieve your goals and dreams using health as the conduit to get there. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, brightensmile.com. That's B-R-Y-T-N, smile.com. Their mission is to provide premium oral care products with leading technology to help you live your most confident life by providing a professional whitening experience in the comfort of your own home. Everyone can have that bright smile people love. Brightensmile.com. If you go there and enter all in health as your code at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. So brightensmile.com is our sponsor for this episode. Howdy and welcome to episode 155 of the Confidence Through Health podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Snyder. In this episode, I interviewed Joshua Sam Miller. He's the founder of Embodied Sounds. He also has an immersive experience that he has created called the Sounds of the Ocean. And what we talk about is how sound and vibration uh, and a little bit into music and how that has healing power, how the power of sound can help us with our healing journey and with our health journey. It's not something that typically we think about unless we think about meditation and there's maybe some sound with meditation or with yoga. Uh, but sound can do so much more in the sounds besides just musical sounds from instruments, but the sounds of nature, how that we how we should be incorporating all of those things into our health journey, into our healing process when we need to be healed. Uh, there's a set of vibrational sound uh, or vibrational quality of sound that helps us in our healing journey and helps our body connect to nature, our body connect to the earth, which can be very beneficial in so many ways because we're experiencing nature. We're experiencing the partially the bacteria that's around in nature, the you know, that's really good for our body. It's really good for our immune system to be exposed to different things. But the stress reduction as well of hearing different sounds. Now, obviously, there's sounds that make us stressful, an ambulance going off or something like that. But there's other sounds that are very healing. And we talk about that. We talk about the property of sound and what makes it uh, in such an important piece of our health journey and healing journey. I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's a little bit different than... Um, Maybe somebody who's talking about the nutrition piece, um, but it's a very important piece of the puzzle and a very important tool to have in your tool belt when you're trying to reduce stress, trying to get yourself in a healthy place and, and really embrace the body that you have and make it the uh, most efficient and work at the most optimal level as you possibly can. Sound and vibration from sound is a very key component. And Joshua Sam Miller helps us uh, figure that out and find ways to be able to incorporate that into our life. So welcome, Joshua, to the Confidence Through Health podcast. Thanks for having me, Jerry. So I'm really interested in uh, getting to talk to you and learn a lot because I think that what you do is, ben is beneficial in a way that most people don't realize it. Um when it comes to their health, but when it just comes to the overall, like how the day flows and, and how they get things accomplished and, and how they basically set their life up for success. Um, so explain a little bit about like you're, you're into sound and music and how that helps people. So explain a little bit about how you got into that and like, and what you're doing. That sounds great. And just have to say, thanks for having me before we really jump of into course. things. I'm uh, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes, and I would say that the the power of music and sound on our overall health and well being is, I believe, very undervalued in uh, our modern society. And these days, we're a very visually focused society. We always right. li like and comment what we see, and really um, have that visual experience that's our primary way of connecting with the world. But to go a bit deeper than that and really make listening and um, hearing and using right. our sense of sound as a way to experience the world can offer us in uh, a completely different perspective that I have found very helpful in uh, in my own life and really want people to understand the the power of right um, because it's 
it's not that complicated. It's, it's really just about listening and listening to the world in a, in a new way. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a resource that I want more people to be able to take advantage of. And, uh, through some of the work that I'm doing, I'm hoping to support that. Well, and one of the things that you, you put in researching a little bit about you in, in on your website, it's like deep listening was a phrase that I picked up on. And I was like, okay, that's, that's something that I think a lot of people don't take the time for deep listening, right. In the way that sound, um, and, and, and we're talking about sound. It's more of like a relaxing than like, right. Than like, obviously there's sounds that can upset us, right. Like a screeching tires or something like that. But, but we're talking about soothing, relaxing sounds that sort of touch the body. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think really finding, finding the sounds, finding the music that you really love and then giving yourself the space in life to go deep with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I would lie down on the floor and listen to an entire album on, you know, on my, on my stereo in my bedroom. And that was, that was a, some, a practice that I would do pretty often, you know, and, how rarely today do we take the time to do that right uh, is is i think uh, something i've noticed and you know with the digital age kind of revolutionizing the way we do things and constantly uh looking for more efficiency and more productivity um which is important that's very important i th- i kind of feel like maybe we've lost a bit of the you know analog experience or mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in the digital age. I'm not that old school, but <laughs> the the longer, uh, slower digital experience. You right. Know? And um, yeah, I'm so happy I, I got to do that when I was a, a teenager and, and had um, a house that was full of music and full of really great albums, you know, that I could just pop into the CD player and, and lie down on the floor and listen to. Yeah. And not to date myself too much, but you know, I don't think you can listen to dark side of the moon too many times. Right. (laughs) As a, as an example. Right. And, um, I think today, you know, the, um, the practice of deep listening is something that a lot more people are becoming, uh, aware of. And and Mm -hmm. thank you so much for, for checking out the website where I do mention that because that has been at the core of my uh, practice both as a listener and as a musician. And it's it just from like reading it and, and learning a little bit about it. It's, it's because of the, the connection, right. The, the, the peace that it brings us. And so it's helping us on a health level because it's helping reduce stress in a different way. And, and so for people that are, you know, oh, I don't want to exercise. I don't want to go through that. Or I, I hate to sweat or those things. Cause we know exercise reduces stress, but there are other options. And this sounds like it's, it's a viable, you know, option of like, just give yourself the time because obviously you need the time to take, to just sit and listen and don't do anything else, but just soak it up. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I would say, um, the beautiful thing about having a listening practice in your life is you you can listen to the same piece of music a hundred times, but probably each time you listen to it, if you're really listening, you'll hear something new, especially yeah. if it's a really good piece of music. And um, I find that really interesting. I find that really interesting because there are many days where, you know, I, I don't want to do my yoga practice or go to the gym or have that physical workout, but I do want to, try something that will help me slow down and take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'll either choose to put on something or just maybe go for a walk and listen to the natural environment, which has so much to say. Um, right. And, and just do this uh, deep listening practice. So it's, um, it is a, a lot about giving yourself the time. And then I'd say, uh, just determining what you like, what, what you don't like. And, what you really need to to help with that that stress reduction um you know there's there's a lot of theories out there about mm-hmm. what sound can do for you on a um on a holistic level and 
I have found it to be extremely powerful um, when I really just take the time to be present and mm-hmm. set some good intentions for myself uh, before going into a to a listening session or right. or music creation session. You know, I I've definitely found that to be very very good for me. And um, yeah, I try and I try and stay really true with uh, with my my offerings and my own personal beliefs and Mm -hmm. have found the, you know, the, the theories to be a bit, um, a bit hard for me to really grasp onto sometimes because there's a lot of people who make claims about how sound can totally, you know, heal everything that you have going wrong in your life. And I don't necessarily agree with that or believe that that's true, but I do think it has enormous potential Mm -hmm. to help us, uh, reflect and and improve our mental health. Well, and I think that there's, I mean, there's there's several things I want to unpack out of that. But one of the things yeah. that automatically comes to mind is that 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 connection um, with you know with the past, if you will, or with the memories, and you know, because we know that you know the sense of smell. Obviously, if you smell something that you know your grandmother used to make or something, it's like it's going to take you back in time. But um, the same thing happens with music and sound, right? Like you Absolutely. hear, you hear a song and all of a sudden you're transformed, you know, you know, you're, you're back at your freshman year in high school and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, um, and all those exactly. memories come back. Exactly. I, I actually, um, one of the experiences I had in, in my life that was so rewarding was getting to sit with my own uh, grandmother before she passed away while she was suffering with dementia. Mm. And we were able to connect through music in a way that she really couldn't and any other way at that point in her life. And um, I brought over some instruments to her house and would sit and we would play together. And it, it brought her back to, to moments way, 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 way earlier in her life and created such a joyful experience in those final years, which uh, can be so hard, you know, with, with those types of, uh, of conditions. That's so many people experience as they as they age and, and get older in life. So uh the, the power that a song can have and that sound can have to unlock a memory to remind you of who you used to be uh as a kid, perhaps, which you know, hopefully can bring up some joyful moments right. uh to remember, um, is so valuable. Yeah. And um yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Well, and you saying that, it reminds me of a story my grandfather told me that my great-grandmother, when she was in her mid-90s, um, didn't remember basically anybody, you know, just dementia had hit and she just, her memory was gone. But they would take her down every morning at the um, facility she lived in. They would take her down to the community room and sit her at the organ. And she would start playing these songs just from memory, no music because she played the organ for you know all of her life basically and he told me he one time he went down there you know to visit and she sat down and started playing this song and he's like i've never heard you play this song before and so he started asking her you know like and she said you know oh i learned this when i was a little girl and just like complete and it just you know he was like i it, it was completely perfect like no mess ups no mistakes no no pauses to like, I can't remember what key to hit, you know, but you know, it, and she couldn't remember her own kids, you know, who wow. she'd been around, you know, for 70 plus years. Wow. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it, it's definitely the sound has a connection in your brain that, you know, um, and, and it, to me, it, it's like, okay, well, if it can do that for people that are suffering with illnesses and suffering with health issues in other parts of their brain, how beneficial can it be for us that aren't suffering with those things? Absolutely. That, that's a great question. And um, one of the simple ways that it's been useful for, for me and, and a lot of my uh, friends and collaborators is to help with um, with sleep, actually. Mm-hmm. And I remember a few years ago, there was, uh, there was some nights where I was having a really hard time sleeping, you know, going through kind of a tough time in my own life and a friend of mine turned me on to Delta Wave music that mm-hmm. um, actually has frequencies that are built into it to put your mind into a 
uh, a delta state, which is what your brain needs to be in when it's uh, sleeping at mm -hmm. a very deep level. Um, and this was extremely helpful for me. I started to look up um, some videos on YouTube and just put on this uh, music while I was falling asleep. And wow, I mean, that really helped. Yeah. And I was able to, you know, regenerate and have all of that health, uh, healthy practice come back from just being able to get a good night's rest. And um, I think that's such a, such a simple thing that it can help with that. I know a lot of us struggle with, um, mm -hmm. whether we're stressed or, you know, maybe something's on our minds, can't really just fall asleep. Right. Or that insomnia piece of like, you know, you fall asleep, but then you wake up at two o'clock and you can't go back to sleep. Totally. Yeah, totally. And um, I think also with that, you know, um, music has helped me kind of see life in a different, a different way, you know, and um, our society requires us to fit into a very rigid structure where, you know, most people work from nine to five every day right. and then are trying to be offline in the evening hopefully and sleeping at at night but for some of us uh our bodies are in a more cyclical and um natural rhythm that mm -hmm. don't necessarily fall into that structure so if um yeah if someone's noticing actually i'm really awake well maybe you're not supposed to to be asleep right right then but if right. you feel yourself tired you know maybe the next day Maybe you need a nap, right? Um, and and that's okay to give yourself that permission to to listen to your own body's intuition and say, uh, actually, this is what's best for me right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and and to be hopefully saying that in a in a way that's going to allow other people to still you know connect with you um, if if that's important. But I think music's been really helpful for me with that because. It's kind of a interesting me metaphor, but I grew up studying a lot of Western uh, music training and theory, mm -hmm. learning instruments like some of these here, the clarinet and, and um, bass clarinet. And it was very structured. I was very fit fit into a uh, a format that was easy easy to um, to do to practice. Right. You know, we right. we had set rehearsal times, and I was playing with a lot of other musicians in a, symph a symphonic band for most of my childhood and you need that routine and that structure in order to play that type of music right but as i um kind of went out more on my own and explored uh eastern traditions of uh, music education and a more you could say spiritual or meditative you know intention with the type of music that i'm making I started to actually develop a lot more of that confidence to listen to the sounds that just wanted to come through uh, naturally for, mm -hmm. for me and develop a much more improvisational uh, style that I find is um, very powerful and very, very much able to transmit a, um, a powerful experience to the listener because it's coming from such a pure place. Right. And, I think it offers so much of a of a deeply connecting experience when you can listen to an artist who is is channeling um, something very very original on right. the spot, and that way of improvising with music has been an amazing teacher for me to also gain confidence as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. as uh, as a, a partner in my relationship, um, as just a human being you know, yeah. to develop that, that inner confidence. And so much of that has come from music. Well, and one of the things that, that like, when you talk about improvisation, improvisational, like that I was in choir in, in high school and, um, and I know that one of the things that, that our choir director like talked about, but that I've heard from other people as well that are, that are more musically and based with their careers and, and what they do um is it like we all have uh we all have like our own inner music our own inner dialogue our own inner you know like or like we have a dialogue we all have our own like like you know beat or whatever you want to call it like we all have our own rhythm that you know it's it's ours and so i think that's one of the reasons why we touch 
we feel different with different musics because that one's like a, resonates more closely to our own internal. And so, like you were saying before, find the thing that matches for you that, you know, works in that relaxation stage because some things will and some things won't because you're, you're just not vibrating at the same beat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to use that word vibrating actually, because um, in some of my training, understanding sound as a vibrational mm -hmm. uh, element, you could say, it's actually quite helpful to think about um, how we live in, in this context. So uh, I'll give you an example. If you meet someone for the first time and you, you feel like, wow, we just, we click, you know, right. this is, this is some chemistry here. This is some synergy. Maybe somebody who, you know, could be a, a romantic partner or, or someone that you're really excited to meet. Uh, one way to, to kind of describe that feeling would be a, a vibration that you mm -hmm. both are, are vibrating on the same uh, frequency right. and kind of moving at the same pace at a similar moment in life. And it's a good time to be meeting each other. Um, I'd say that would be a positive example of, of seeing life in a vibrational right. lens. Um, of course, there are many times when we meet someone and they're just like the exact opposite of what mm -hmm. we need right now and how, how good it is to know that too. Um, right. So you really can call in the right types of connections for, you know, what you need at yeah. any given moment. Um, but I just love that. That really helped me understand, I think what, uh, what that kind of means when you say mm -hmm. uh, a vibrational, you know, um, approach. Right. So hopefully that makes sense. No, it does. And I think it's, it, it like it, some people call it intuition when they meet somebody and they're like, Oh, you know, this person is going to, I'm going to get along really well with this person. Or, you know, you just have that, like that immediate, like, and I, I'll, my daughter has a, a good friend and we just met her parents uh, or her mom um first um just a couple months ago um you know is a, a new school and so it's like you know you're meeting new people and so we met her her my my wife and her mom met in like immediately they were both like oh my gosh like just like they were long lost friends you know but they had no real background other than like they they okay well we grew up close to each other like city wise but like that was the only real connection, but it's just like, Oh, we just hit it off. And all of a sudden we're texting and all of a sudden we're talking and all of a sudden, you know, um, and I think that, that that's a good, like when you can feel that it, it is, it's that vibrational, um, same thing when you, I think when you feel and you hear a, a song for the first time and you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, this song is so perfect. When somebody else might hear the same song and go, oh, what are you talking about? I don't, yeah. I don't really get it. Totally. And I think, um, you know, I, I think building that deep listening practice into life, mm -hmm. uh, which of course can be accessed through sound. Like if you really slow down enough to listen to a piece of music or the natural soundscape, which I, I highly encourage mm -hmm. and have received enormous uh, health benefits from just going and, and spending time in nature and just sitting quietly and listening. Um what that can help you cultivate in on the inner side of things for your own um, personal development, I think uh, is X is infinitely uh, valuable because mm -hmm. you develop the ability to listen to yourself and, yeah. and really know what it is that your soul is here to, um, to do perhaps, you know, if you are, a person of uh, of purpose and of mm -hmm. meaning, um, which I know a lot, a lot of people are, and and I certainly am. And having that time to really listen to what that is um, can be very intimidating at first, but it's it's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as I'm sure you have experienced too, like creating this show, you, you have to you have to start somewhere and, and how do these ideas come through if you don't give yourself the time to, to listen to them? Right. No, it's very true. Um, you know, and, and I do, I spend a lot of time out, um, you know, I run a lot. And so I I'll run 
without music or anything, but I just want to listen to, I'll run usually twice a week at least. I try and go off away from the city and just listen to, you know, the animals, the birds, uh, the wind sometimes, you know, just blowing through the trees. Um, but when I come back, I always try to sit outside and just soak up nature um, for, you know, five or 10 minutes and just, just calm down, relax my body again. And, nice. and, and there is something to, you know, that like you mentioned before, like you would lay down and listen to music, you know, I think there's something to not just being outside, but just connecting to the vibration of the ground and nature and like, you know, I know there's, there's, there's a whole grounding science and all of that, but like, but also the, you, you hear things differently if you're in that position, I think. Uh, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I'm, um, I'm really impressed these days with what um, technology and what good quality headphones can allow us mm-hmm. to, to do because um, you can really be anywhere. You can be yeah. in your living room, in your bed, um, in a park, underwater. Um, and with a, a good pair of headphones, be completely immersed in, in the sounds. And yeah. um, for several years, actually, at the beginning of the pandemic and um, up until about last year, I was doing a lot of uh, concerts with wireless headphones outside in parks and on the beach mm-hmm. and stuff like that for people to stay socially distanced and have a right. really good sounding concert. Um, and I'm not doing as much of that these days, but I would like to keep doing more of it because, uh, fortunately venues have reopened. So we're doing more shows, uh, you know, in the traditional context, but, um, yeah, I'm happy I get to mention it because those, uh, those shows, which we will be doing more of for sure, uh, really helped me develop a new, a new way to, to give and receive as a, a performing artist and have, um, every seat in the house be a good sounding location right well yeah i mean that's that is one of the things when you acoustically you know you can get into a bad section i know that they try and build every you know concert hall or every but some of them are just not some of them are just not built for that you know exactly. they, they they put a concert wherever and just assume okay well it's, it's a venue that seats a lot of people it's not necessarily going to sound good um you know exactly. and so yeah to be able to do headphones like you that's that's a pretty you know that's amazing thank you it was i was i was so lucky i got to do that you know and um we'll be doing we'll be doing more of it for sure yeah so one of the things you mentioned was um productivity and how like we you know we're looking at trying to be productive and you know obviously that's a thing of society that that pushes us towards being more productive it it basically every moment it seems like um you know but one of the things that i that so i've written two books and both books while i wasn't like they weren't you know they're they're health books but i was writing them while listening to classical music which is a little for me like for somebody who doesn't know me it'd be like dude that's like totally odd like what are you talking about like you don't listen to classical music on a regular basis. Um, but like I said, I grew up in the, in a choir in school and we sang Beethoven and like different, different, you know, composers. Um, but then like it just put it on instrumental. Right. So I wasn't, I wasn't conflicting my brain with like, Oh, there's a word I got to use that somehow, but just inter- instrumental classical music was far better for me than anything else in being productive in writing which I thought was, you know, a little unique. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. I'm really interested in this too, because um, I often put on instrumental music while I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get things done. And um, I find it very interesting to know what works for, for different people. Um, Yeah. You know, if, if you have a very, um, yeah, I don't even know how to kind of respond to that just other than, than saying like, I'm very happy to hear that you found yeah. this as a helpful way to get what you needed to have happen, you know, done that, that is great. And I'd say, um, you know, for most of the work that I've been doing so far, I've really been, um, 
as a musician creating sounds that really help people relax that's been mm -hmm. my intention and um really bringing people into that restful state uh it's not it hasn't been the best for productivity because it's so relaxing that people tell me they usually just want to fall asleep right so it's it's not so great for helping people you know be busy and more active but um you know there's so much uh there's so much different types of music and sound mm -hmm. available that that really help help in different ways um i love to listen to a lot of lo-fi music while i'm working and just kind of have this very chill but consistent beat going mm -hmm. um kind of like a slow hip-hop groove right and i find this really helps me focus and isn't too busy like classical music when i listen to classical music i can't do anything else <laughs> <laughs> it just i'm so like wow this is <laughs> right this is absolutely this is a masterpiece right and it just captures my full attention i i um i can't tune it out yeah and um yeah that's so interesting that it's different for us yeah it's great well and it, like i because i i tried other genres before i landed on classical you know as far as instrumental and and what was weird for me is that I think it, and maybe it's just growing up in the age of, you know, videos and music videos. And it's like, but if I put something that was too familiar, then instead of being productive in writing, I would start envisioning the video, even though there's no, <laughs> no words, you know, cause it's an instrumental beat, but it's like, I started, and I'm like, okay, I, I, that's not helping me. Like, that's funny. You know, that's funny. Yeah. I, I completely understand. And, I share with you the the same challenge with word uh, music with lyrics because mm -hmm. I start listening to what the words are saying and and yeah. maybe singing along if it's kind of catchy and right. Uh, I'm I'd say more a fan of instrumental music in general uh, than than vocals, but you know it's it's a amazing practice to sing along with a song that you love mm -hmm. as well and and a great example of how when it becomes melody, when it becomes uh, musical, it's so much easier to remember. You know, yeah. like I, I can't tell you how many times I've screamed Bohemian Rhapsody at the top right. of my lungs with my <laughs> friends. <laughs> and I'm surprised that the words just come, you know, yeah. as the song is on. I, I couldn't tell you the words now if we're just talking in conversation, but right, right. when, when the music's there, it, it unlocks that, that part of the brain that just knows knows what they are and, yeah uh, yeah you know it's it's a uh, i think something that i hope people don't take for granted that we have available because it's it's so available now and and one of um just the opportunity to listen in general one of my friends and collaborators on a few of the albums i've made um is a brilliantly trained indian raga uh sitar and, and guitar player Oh, wow. And he once told me something that I thought was very, very clever, which was that, you know, back in the day, like long time ago, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to know somebody who could play it. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like there were no CDs. There was no Spotify yeah. or or LPs even. And um, you just had to know someone who could play it for you. Right. Whether it's like right in front of you and and that kind of changed the role that musicians uh had in society as being um i think a lot more maybe valued than they are now where it's, yeah it's so easy to record a piece of music and and put it out there and try and you know uh, connect and also have to compete with the millions of other musicians who are doing that but mm -hmm. still that that kind of, uh, I'd say, way of existing in the world uh, does still exist today. You know, when we celebrate big occasions, we often right. like to have some type of live music available, and um, you have to know someone who can do it. Um, yeah, which is, I think, kind of cool. Well, and it 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 helps bring a different energy, right? And, and, totally. you know, we were talking about the, the sound itself brings the vibrational energy, but like just that atmosphere that it creates. Um, and, and I think our bodies feed off of that because like, if I don't know of anybody that goes to, you know, a party 
um, whether it's a kid's birthday party or, you know, a teenager party or, or whatever, where you go and you're like, okay, well, we're listening to music played off stereo. Okay, great. That's fine. But if there's a band or somebody live playing, even if it's just a soloist with a guitar, um, like there's a totally different energy to that. And, it, and, okay. and, and you remember it, right. And it, there's a conversation piece afterwards, like, Oh, that guy was so good. Or that band was so awesome. Or, we need to go see them again. You know, those types of things come where if you just listen to a radio, it's like, okay, well, I mean, the music was good, but it, it's just normal life, basically. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And um, I think there's, there's a lot of ways that people can receive, you know, the type of, of music and sound that they're seeking. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the, one of the hopes that I have is to, um, inspire a, a new way of collectively listening together. This right. I'd say is, is something that I'm really passionate about. And I don't know exactly why, but at some point in, in my journey, I, I realized I wasn't, I wasn't really interested in, in going out to, to bars or clubs and, and being a musician who was playing in that context. And, um, you know, having that kind of like celebratory, uplifting um, role, you know, right. to to get people up off their feet and um, and in the party party mode, which I I love doing and have nothing against. I just didn't feel like that was my real interest. Right. And when I started to get back into music after taking a bit of a break from it, actually for about ten years, I was drawn back to it through the more like yoga and wellness and uh, meditative community that brought people together for more of a, of a restful and um, connecting experience both to each other and to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize how powerful this can be. Um, right. You know, because when we think about going out for the night or for a class or a day or an experience, we want to have like a a wow or a right a really stellar like oh my god that was unbelievable yeah you know and really like something incredible and how many stage design effects you know and yeah. lights and all this stuff did it have which is super exciting but there's also a different way and i've been i've been so inspired by some of the large um producers of mass meditations, for example, that bring people together to to listen and to open their minds and hearts and be mm -hmm. in the same space with each other to right. um, to have also a very wow experience in a totally different way. Yeah. And these are the types of events that I love playing music at. And yeah. they're they're so beautiful. Um whether it's for a, a yoga class or a, a listening session or um, one of our own experiences that we produce now in immersive venues such as planetariums or uh, museums mm -hmm. and helping bring people to a space of stillness and real connection to themselves, mm -hmm. I absolutely love doing. Well, and I think it it when you're connected with yourself, you're able to see others in a different way um and not just other people but others is in like the planet right and yes. and how are we and and i fully believe that a, a big part of our health is how do we connect to nature how do we connect to um you know the other things around us because we need relationships but um we also need you know the the energy from everything else around us and if we're filling it with a negative thing um, then we're going to feed negative energy all the time. But if we're able to bring in, you know, positive things, relaxing things, you know, then it, it, I think from a longevity standpoint, from a longevity of health standpoint, it sets us up for that, for that long haul versus that societal, that thinking that like everything has to be right now. Totally, totally. And, you know, I think, I grew up very disconnected from from nature. Actually, I mm -hmm. was in uh, the suburbs of New York City and then in New York City for a while. And 
about 12 years ago, decided I was going to leave and just mm -hmm. uh, change my life. And I started to guide. Um, well, first, I had my own experiences in the wilderness going on right. long backpacking trips. And then I decided I was going to start uh, working in the outdoors. And I got introduced to outdoor education in um, Australia while I was living abroad and taking groups of kids out for one, two, three weeks at a time. Nice. And the magic that I witnessed happen on those trips mm -hmm. for a teenage boy or girl's development was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And soaking up a lot of those natural experiences in in the great outdoors then totally inspired me to to want to bring that back to the cities right and and help um, people in cities who maybe don't have that available to them or haven't yet discovered that it's available to them right uh, get introduced and and this is a lot of what what we're doing now with um my company embodied sounds and our main project which is called sounds of the ocean yeah is uh is really all about bringing people to the underwater world and this is um something i'm very excited about because i grew up a scuba diver and oh, yeah. I really want to motivate people to yeah as you were saying care more about the planet and mm -hmm causes that are much bigger than our own lives and our right. own needs. Um, and I find the best way to really approach that is to first help somebody feel full and radiant in their own uh, experience to, to have the space to think about, okay, what can I do to maybe help, you know, reduce this uh, problem that's affecting an environment, you know, right. like the ocean, for example. Right. Well, and, and I know that some people think like, you know, oh, well, it. I mean, nature's nature. We're just going to keep moving on and all that. And, um, but the other piece of it, especially if like if you're following anything about food, then you know that, OK, well, if you're going to eat fish, you need to preferably eat wild caught fish because it's going to be better for you than a farmed fish, healthier for you, less mercury and all of that. Well, but now those the, there's a lot of fish that are being you know looked at and they're getting pieces of plastic and pieces of things and so it's like and I, so i i can see while what you're doing may not be like in your face like we've got to protect the ocean um from pollution type of thing but bringing people's awareness to connecting with okay these are the sounds of the, oh my gosh this this is soothing this is nice this is peaceful we need to keep this and then it brings that awareness around and it can at people's own pace open their eyes up because i think that's another thing that uh, as a health coach i know when i have somebody that comes to me and says you know hey i need to fix my health for this and this a lot of times i'll say okay, i don't think you're ready mm -hmm. like you need to go do a little more work on your own before you're ready to take that big step because otherwise you're going to pay me and it's not going to work and then you're going to get upset and you're going to say health coaches don't work and you're going to you know but you have to be at the right spot. And that, I think what you're doing is is connecting some of those dots for people through sound. Uh, thank you. Yes, that that's exactly what we're trying to do with it. And I'd say what, what we are doing and mixing also um, some visual art and incredible imagery of mm -hmm. ocean life, uh, particularly whales and dolphins, um, dance and making it a full immersive experience for mm -hmm. people to to really feel like they're in the the ocean um this it started out as a a sound only experience and in the last year has really evolved which is pretty cool yeah to uh, to have witnessed and um i'm so happy that you can see our approach because we really are um trying to take a different approach to invite more people into the uh, environmental conversation, mm -hmm. uh, uh, conservation conversation, <laughs> yeah. tongue twister, and um, and not remind people of all the problems that exist and all of the fear that you know can so easily be be created, but offer solutions and right. and and most importantly offer the space for people to 
ask themselves what what is that one thing that I know I could be doing mm-hmm. in my life to help with climate change or um, environmental conservation projects. What's that one thing that I know I could be doing right. that I'm not doing yet? Right. And what if we all just did that one thing? Uh, yeah. What kind of impact and change could we have on on the planet to collectively take that type of responsibility? Right. And and this is this is what we're hoping to inspire by offering this very special and uh, I'd say intimate experience with ocean life. Yeah. Well, and so one of the things that you mentioned before, and so to take us back to meditation a little bit, um, you said that people are listening to your music and a lot of times they say, you know, well, I, I listen to it. It's great, but I fall asleep. And, you know, I'm reminded of the first time I was really exposed to meditation. I was in college and uh, I was an athlete and we had somebody that came that was, you know, um, sort of a a life coach, if you will, for, for some of the athletes. And so he was working with a group of us and he said, you know, today we're just going to, I just want you to close your eyes. And it was a guided meditation. It was my first experience with it. And I remember about five minutes in, he's like, and it, this was at, you know, eight thirty nine o'clock at night on a weeknight. And so we're all exhausted because of school and all the sports and all the stuff. And, and I remember him saying, okay, it's okay. If you fall asleep, it's okay. You know, it's no big deal. Just, I almost want you to relax and we're going to talk through this. And I remember I was out. I was like, boom, <laughs> gone. Um, you know, and so it, and it made me think of that when you said people fall asleep, but, but when you're doing meditation, like it, it's okay for that. That's what your body needs. That's what your body needs. Exactly. Right? Totally. And um, I'd say in some of my trainings that I did, I always fell asleep mm-hmm. when I was listening to other um, musicians hold the type of space that, that now I'm, I'm holding now. And I went to several um, gong baths in particular oh, wow. in my studies of sound as a, meditative tool and there was something about the gong that always just knocked me out and Mm -hmm. um and it's so great it's so great because it clears out my my entire body and system from all Mm -hmm. the the stress and the emotions that i need to let go of and and that particular instrument works really well for me um, yeah with, with that and um yeah it's 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 totally fine to to have that experience you know to to just fall asleep during a during a meditation if that's really what you need and i'd say at the beginning that's pretty common and yeah. to you know to start there is 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 great you know it's definitely better than than nothing yeah and i and i think there's a whole world that opens up when it doesn't necessarily lead to um, total rest and uh, sleep consciousness, but yeah. can kind of stay in the middle of mm-hmm. um, being fully awake and stimulated. Some people would call that in an alpha or beta brainwave state um, versus dropping into that delta state, which is much more of a sleep state. Right. But being in the theta um, zone in between has enormous benefit for our our minds um, yeah. as a as an organ the physical tissue mm-hmm. really does benefit and also uh psychosomatically to improve our our mental focus so it's right i'd say it's worth and this is just what my teacher said to me you know it's worth um going through those first experiences where you kind of get knocked out to then Ah, this is what's on the other side of that. Right. If I if I keep doing it. And um that's a fun a fun experience to have. So I hope yeah. people will will feel inspired to to be curious, really, right. what that's gonna be like for them. Right. And it's, it's not necessarily the, oh go ahead. I say it's hard at the beginning for everyone. Like if yeah. if meditation is is seeming hard for anyone listening, that's totally normal. And mm-hmm. It, it was for me the first time I tried it was about maybe 15 years ago. And I, 
I absolutely hated it, to be honest. It was, <laughs> it was so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I've gotten older and become more ready to embrace it, as you said before, uh, it's totally worth it. So is it, it and, and when it comes to meditation, like it's, you can do guided meditation, you can do meditation with music, you can do meditation with just in nature, you can do meditation where it's completely quiet. Like there's all different ways to do it. Not and besides the fact that you can do it for a couple of minutes or you can do it for 30 minutes or an hour once you get really good at it and accustomed to it and understanding what you're going for. Um, yes. You know, and so I think that's an, another key piece is like, yeah, you're you're probably not going to be good at it first and that's OK. Um, but there's if if it's really something that you really don't like, try it a different way. Totally. Yeah, I really like the way you say that it's it's all about what you're um, needing and wanting, I'd say, in that moment. And mm -hmm. there are so many options available, which can be overwhelming. Right. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by all the options available, but there are so many options available that you can find something that you like that is going to become a practice that you can do on hopefully a regular basis. I think right. that's, that's an important piece to it. And um, one of the, I guess reasons why I felt called to uh, to do what I'm doing now with my own uh, musical passion was because I found the sound so helpful at the beginning of my um, you could say journey as a mm -hmm. as a as a meditator as a, a mindful human being um, yeah. to help me work through that resistance um, it was very very difficult for me to, to sit still and be present and with myself. Um, but I found that having some type of an instrument uh, to either be in the background while maybe someone else was playing it, or then right. eventually as I started to play it, this really became my meditative practice. Mm -hmm. And that, um, that was great. That was just yeah. so helpful. So do you, um, as somebody who both, produces music for for meditative purposes and also meditate like do you find that you're you're better at like finding what you need through meditation if you're listening to your music or listening to somebody else's music or is it just it matters on like the day um i'd say i mostly listen to other people's music mm -hmm. than than my own um of course, you know, when I'm when I am producing a track, my mind is engaged to think, okay, what is this need that we haven't put in there yet? Oh, yeah. do I like this part? Am I playing in tune? You can have a lot of that uh critic come in right. and and the judge and the uh the artist ego that is a, a very sensitive one to to face. Right. Um uh, can can take the joy out of listening to your own uh music right but i have um been cu cultivating a practice to work through that and also uh trust in others which is a huge part of i think what art and music requires of us is to really trust in others to to know like no this is this is good and let's put it out there right um, when I think back to how I was approaching this process before I even released an album on um, Spotify, Apple, all the major channels, mm -hmm. oh man, I was so nervous. I was so <laughs> doubtful. Like, is this any good? Are right. are, are people going to like it? Um, oh, I shouldn't put this out there. You know, this is this is too much. It yeah. was like way 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 more than i i was comfortable thinking about doing and um i still go through a bit of that every time i'd say to make sure what i release is you know really what i'm comfortable putting out there but it's it's much 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 less yeah. than than it was at that first time and yeah. i think that's just part of the process of um yeah being a a creative person and mm -hmm and showing up in the world that requires a lot of, uh, I'd say just 
patience right <laughs> to, to work through <laughs> well but i think that's i mean i think that's true in so many different areas of life too that you know yeah, um, anything whether it's you know you're a first time parent or you know you're you're you just got a new job and a career that maybe you were not as experienced in or i mean there's oh, so no. many ways that like you know, that, that you have to fight through that. And I like what you say. And, it, and it's a pretty common thing. I think nowadays is like, just show up, just like, just keep going. And, you know, and I remember I've got a, uh, I started doing videos on social media, like long time before I started the podcast. And it, cause it was one of those videos that somebody saw and was like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I had somebody else say like, I'd, I'd been doing videos, I guess, like I do a weekly video, I guess I'd been doing it for like a year and somebody else in the, uh, that owns a gym locally. And I was talking to her and she was like, oh, but I could never do that. Like you, like, I, like, how do you, and I was like, well, now I get to where I just, I, I, now I have my topic and I start thinking, and then I just pull up the video and start going and yeah, I know if I mess up, it's okay. Um, because it, most people understand it's a live video. So if you're going to, um, and ah, and stumble on your words it's okay um because it's not it's not you know it's not meant to be perfect but it's yeah. meant to to get the voice out and get the point across and now she's doing it years later now she's able to do it but at first she was like oh i'm gonna have to take like 14 different takes and erase the video and start over and start over and i was like just calm down and relax and just start <laughs> totally yeah actually i i that's a really um really good reminder of just the creative process because uh i grew up not grew up but i started out in my career as a video editor mm -hmm. uh, about yeah maybe 15 20 years ago now and just that process of editing has built into it so much room for perfection and right you know your your job is to take um out all of the the mess ups right more or less right and I got so good at doing that that um, life became so fake. Yeah, honestly, it felt it felt fake. Yeah, and I never really liked that as my um, yeah my way of uh, of giving, you know, creatively. Mm -hmm. And when I started to get back into music, the format in which I was most inspired was live performance. Right. And, um, that was really a time that I came back to my creative practice in a totally new way. And the, the power of what those live sessions um, mm -hmm. of something happening now and in the moment, and that's yeah. when it's going to happen. And you're either going to be there or you're not right. <laughs> was, um, was so deeply healing for me as someone who was very much a perfectionist to, um, to work through that. And, right. and just be be okay with what happens and know that I'm gonna show up and do my best here and and that's what I can do right well and I'm, I, when you say that I'm reminded of like there there's several different you know um musician musical groups out there that like when you hear them a certain song you're like oh but their live version at this concert was so much better can y'all like <laughs> Can you play that? You know, um, and totally. and part of it is, I think, because there are slight mess ups, or maybe it went a different way. But obviously, another piece is obviously you can hear the the crowd in the background, and so you can hear, and even if you're just listening to it, you can envision like, oh my gosh, they just totally did something because the crowd went crazy, and you know, so you can envision the the energy and the impactfulness, and I think it takes that that takes you the sound lets you take you to another level of your experience yeah, totally totally it's 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 you're connected to them as it's happening and right you're you're a part of it and this is uh i'm really happy we're talking about this because i'm actually uh working on a feature film right now that will be the next level uh version of the live experiences that we've been doing oh yeah the last few years and i'm going to bring a lot of this into my editing process to cool to, to leave the perfectionist you know at the door yeah and make it um make it good but also keep the the good energy throughout the right. process so right 
I'm glad we got to this part That's of the awesome. conversation. Thank you. <laughs> That's cool. Of course. Of course. Um, well, we are uh, running on, on time. I, I want to be respectful of, of the amount of time that you have um, and what's going on. And so how can people like find you, get to connect with you, get to follow you, get to know what's going on and what you're doing? Thank you so much, um, Jerry. The The best way for people to get in touch, I'd say, is through the website, which is soundsoftheocean.com. Okay. And we have a email list there to sign up for announcements as well as all of our social media channels. And if uh, anyone wants to connect directly with me, you can find my info on the website as well. So okay. I, I'm more than uh, open to that and hope this conversation was helpful for people to uh, see life in a new way, a more right. musical way. And, right. Uh, thank you so much for, for having me. Of course. And your music is on Spotify and um, iTunes and all of that as well, right? It is. Yes. My artist name is Joshua Sam Miller. Right. And that is the name on all the profiles as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the All in Health and Wellness Confidence Through Health podcast. Our goal is to use health as a conduit to help you reach your goals in life.